So guys, what do you know about science? Oh man, I know oh. lot. We know all about science. I know all about science stuff. project volcanoes with the sodium and the vinegar. Oh my god! Crazy, First man. of all, Bill Nye, the science guy, is oh, my cousin. He's what like so cool, man. What, what about the X Files? Those files were nice. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that. It was so cool. Hey, uh, uh, do you have like, do you know stuff about like rocks and oh, like? Man, those geologists are my heroes. Hey okay, man, okay, hold on. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, okay, so, so what do you guys know about the scientific method? If something is true, put it in a book. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> oh man. Man, okay. Well, let's go into the podcast and learn about science. Okay, science. Written, so. Okay, welcome back to episode seven. We have Kobe here to my right. Yeah, yeah. We have G6 here also to my right. Yeah, yeah. We have a Somali. Stop changing your name to my <laughs> left. <laughs> Thank and you. We have, uh, and we have Abdi also here to my left. So we have, uh, uh, we're taking a different uh, side this week. We're talking about religion and science. Can they coexist? Um, different methods in uh, science, uh, other religions, what they speak on in science. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to pass it off to As-Somali since he's uh, <laughs> the guru on uh, all this stuff. So yeah, hey, take it away, man. Can religion and science coexist? What do, you, what do you think? The obvious answer is yes. But then there is a huge you know, crowd of people nowadays that say they can't. I'm, okay. I'm going to be the crowd. No, they don't coexist. <laughs> explain, explain to me why not. <laughs> before, before we can, you know, go into that, go into the details about, you know, can they or can't they, we have to look at what science is. And, like, we have to literally go, like, deep down. We're going to, like, you know, the basics of science, right? Mm-hmm. And you look at, you know, the philosophy of science. And there are two philosoph- major philosophies or, you know, ways of looking at science, right? You have philosophical naturalism and methodological naturalism. And oh my god, that word's so big. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, what I'm saying for a lot of people that just goes over their head, but what it is basically is when you break it down into is what do you consider science? What do you measure? What's your yardstick for truth? Right. So with m- philosophical naturalism, it what they what you basically look at is if you're a philosophical naturalist, is you the only thing that exists is what you can measure, meaning. Whatever is outside of this universe doesn't exist because we don't know it. Because we don't know what's there, it doesn't exist, right? So, and for a lot of philosophical naturalists, they say, and mind you, these are not facts. These are beliefs. These are philosophies, right? Because when you break it down, you know, the core of science is a belief, right? And so for philosophical naturalists, they'll tell you God doesn't exist because we don't see God, mm-hmm. right? But for, uh, methodological naturalism which pretty much we all believe because we're Muslim, right? <clears throat> it says, or it's the belief that what we only study or we only measure what we see or what's in front of us, right? Mm-hmm. So we see the sun, we see the moon, we see, you know, we don't really see air, but, you know, we see air, right? Things that we can measure, things that we can see, that's all that we use, right? So we don't say what's outside of this universe doesn't exist. We say we've never seen it. We can't measure it, right? Therefore, we can't say these, this, this is a fact, right? Obviously, right, when it comes down to it, it's, these are beliefs. So when you look at that, if you're a philosophical naturalist, you're going to say, you know what, you know, religion and science can't coexist because, you know, religion delves into things that are unproven, right? And then methodological naturalists will tell you the possibility of God existing is it's possible, mm-hmm. right? We can't measure it. We can't see him, right? But... As Muslims, we take the middle ground, which is we know Allah exists. It's mm-hmm. fact. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen him. 
we see his signs, right? The sun, the earth, you know, day and night, things like that. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so I was reading, so when you brought up the, the topic, I was reading on something, on like an article, and they were saying that um, science, or religion explains the things that um, science doesn't, like like you said, science doesn't doesn't really prove. Mm-hmm. So in the sense that um like like science can't explain what a soul is, or um <clears throat> science can't explain. I think Kobe brought it up a couple episodes back. Can't explain emotion and, and things mm-hmm. like that. So that's a, so I guess that's very interesting. So we're gonna. So do you guys have any other points on 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 this? Or I feel like science hasn't like uh isn't able to like explain certain things just because it hasn't like evolved to that to that point yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, uh, so so we'll move on to uh, methods of science. So yeah, uh, you're uh, the MC <laughs> here, so you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna let you take this away. Right. As far as scientific methods go, right? There's obviously you no. Know, anyone who's done ever done a science experiment, you have your hypothesis, you have your 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 what you call your experiment, right? So mm-hmm. your purpose, then your steps, your procedure, and then you have your observation. Mm-hmm. Then you know what you get from the observation, and then your conclusion. Yeah. Now, the first half of that, <clears throat> right, your hypothesis, your, your steps, and all of those things, that's not science. Even your observation isn't science. All that stuff that you did in the beginning was just things that you've done. The science comes when you take all of those things and you take your observation from that and you come to a conclusion. So you say, I've, this is what I did, this is what I saw, and from that, this is what I learned. That's the science, right? So if you say, I saw the moon, right? The moon exists. That's not science. That's just your observation of what you saw, right? Now, from, so once you, get, once you realize, okay, what is science and what science isn't, then you can discuss can religion and science coexist. Okay. So now that uh, Asomali was was explaining how just what science is in general, there's been a long-standing debate of how or can religion and science coexist, blah, blah, blah. So um, being uh, the smarticle particle people that we are, mm-hmm. uh, we, we did some research on uh, other religions. So uh, we're going to we're gonna start off with uh, our strongest point, which since we're all Muslim here, we couldn't find, we couldn't find the atheist. But... Um, yeah, so we're going to start off with uh, Islamic findings and how the Quran uh, speaks about science and things of that. So Kobe has some uh, facts on that. So yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, so there's a lot of different uh, scientific references in the Quran. Um, one of them is like uh, human reproduction systems. Like throughout the, throughout the Quran, there's uh, different surahs that break down the stages of human reproduction systems. And the Quran came out 1,400 years ago. So my whole thing is science will explain these type of events but religion will give a meaning to it so to answer the underlying question i think science and religion go hand yeah just to piggyback of, off of what uh kobe just said um there's a, a a verse in the quran that talks about mountains and how they're like pegs and stakes in the earth and a geophysicist by the name of frank press um wrote in a book called earth that the um, mount everest is like uh nine kilometers tall yeah, at the same time, it's 125 uh, kilom- kilometers deep into the earth. So that just shows you that science and Islam go hand in hand. And it's just a you know, real life example. And that's the thing with, you know, with science. If, w- if we're using science as our yardstick for truth, then obviously we're going to see religion as something that's you know, unfathomable. And as Muslims, right, 
that's you know we're Muslim. Obviously, the, this topic is about religion, but we're let's be real, right? We're talking about Islam. Mm-hmm. So, as Muslims and people who follow you know the religion of Islam, our yardstick for truth is in science, right? Yes, there are times when science and religion do go hand in hand, right? But then, what about the times when it doesn't? What about what we the times where what we know in science to be a scientific fact go against what we have in the Quran? And that does happen. That did happen before, right? For example, prior to the 15th century, it was scientific fact that the sun was stationary in the center of the universe and all the planets revolved around the sun, right? But then in the Quran, Allah says, Sorry, um, Yes, where the sun runs its course until an appointed time, right? Meaning the sun isn't stationary, right? So, in the 15th century, there's a scientist by the name of Nicholas Copernicus who found out that the sun wasn't stationary and that it was, you know, going around the center of our universe. And then the earth was also revolving around the sun. So, if you looked at that time, you would have said, well, the Quran go against what we know to be science, right? And if... If science is your yardstick for truth, if your measurement of truth is science, then there's going to be times where you have serious doubts. And your, your, your truth is going to be falsified later on. Exactly. What you're trying to say. And for us, as methodological naturalists, we say what we know to be true with our limited understanding. Because we have a pixel of the entire picture, which is the universe. We have a small pixel, and we are taking what we know in this small pixel to attribute it to the rest of the universe. And yes, there are a lot of times where we are right, but there's also going to be times where we're wrong. And we, we, were, we, were, talk, we were kind of talking about this yesterday, saying, um, like, back to that point, yeah. that 15th century, what we know is our past and our present, and we don't know what's going to exactly, happen in the future. Exactly. So realistically, science doesn't know what's to come exactly so science is science, in itself science is the, the basically the truth of the here and now if in the sense mm-hmm. right and then it could change or it's subject to change later on exactly which is a, hey, a really good point so yeah and just to show um not just there's not religion in or not science in only islam but there's also um science in other religions chris uh christianity has uh many statements that that uh, coincide with uh, science. So one of them is uh, paleontology. Dinosaurs are, are are referred to several times in the Bible books. They said in the book of Job, it describes two dinosaurs and, and that. Um, they also describe uh, meteorology. Uh, the Bible describes the circulation of the atmosphere. And it's not only uh, evident in, in Christianity, it's also evident in uh, uh, Buddhism. They say, they say Buddhism and cognitive science uh, uh, are are one in the same they say that uh they say technically buddha was the first uh, psychologist um but yeah it, as as you can see that there's more than one religion has uh science in it so the verdict for uh rex reed's podcast is that religion and science can coexist but this also uh, uh brings up another question that um, a lot of people uh, fight about, and it's where religion and science kind of uh, meet at a crossroad. It's uh, the Darwin's theory of evolution. And I know uh, Asomali is very passionate about this, so I'm gonna let him uh, <laughs> go ahead and talk about it. Yeah, go. Okay, so in looking at you know the theory of evolution, it's, it's first and foremost, we have to understand it is a theory, right? And as far as I know, as all other theories go, it's, we take the information that we have and 
this is the best that they could come up with. Right? So as far as all the science that they have, this is what they took, all the evidence, they combined it together, and they came up with a theory of evolution. And that's the thing with, you know, theories. Before you can look at, it, before you can question a theory, you have to you have to question you know the assumptions based on the theory, right? For example, if you say I'm gonna go into you know a city in Ireland, for example, and I'm gonna I'm gonna analyze a thousand sheep, and all the thousand sheep that you see are all white. Based off of that, your induction is that every sheep is white. The next sheep to come is gonna be white, right? And that's because that's all the evidence that you have. Right, so for us, and that's the thing with induction, right? You take what's there and you say this is how it is, and then from there you come up with a theory, right? So for us, and that's the thing about science. Even the the you know there's things in science. So for example, testimony. Testimony is considered to be evidence in science, right? You don't know that the sun is hot, you don't know that Mars is red. You've never been there. Right, but scientifically, you take the testimony of somebody else who has seen it, somebody who's been there, or whatever you know, whatever the cameras, the images that you see, and you take that testimony, and then from there you run with it. So for us, we have a testimony that we believe to be from the Creator of the universe, who tells us this is how we created man. Right. So we take that and we say we have a fact from the creator of the universe that tells us this is how man was created. And then we have scientific evidence based off of a certain assumption and then certain induction that came up with this theory, right? What are you gonna believe? Right, a person who believes in methodological naturalism, as we do, we're gonna say, we don't know. We haven't seen the, you know, what happened. We haven't seen, we weren't there when, you know, the creation was created, right? But we trust the testimony of the creator and we understand that this is how it happened, right? And then you have philosophical naturalism, which tells you whatever that you don't see doesn't exist. Therefore, there is no creator. This is the, this is the best theory that we have. Uh, and just to, it, it, it doesn't really have to do with the theory of uh, evolution, but uh, kind of not really. But uh, I remember reading, yeah, I remember reading that um, it, during uh, this not slavery, but um, what was it when it was separation and Segregation. like when not that when um, Jim Crow when not Jim Crow, uh, yeah the Jim Crow laws. I think there was they were saying scientists that um, uh, black people have a certain bone in their brain. That um that allows them to have a smaller brain capacity, something something of the sort, <laughs> and they're basically saying that black people are genetic, not genetically, but just um, biologically, biologically like incapable or less or less mm -hmm. capable than white people, which was obviously debunked right, later exactly. on. Exactly, and that's the thing with with all these theories. It's they're taking certain assumptions and then bringing stringing them together to come up with a theory. And if you question, and this is the problem with a lot of people who aren't real scientists, right? Who just take what people say and run with it. If you question the theory, it's like, how dare you question this, right? If you're not questioning the theory, you're per se, you're questioning the assumption, right? The, the assumptions that come together the to, to create the theory. the theory. And that's the thing. Even with what we know to be the truth in Islam, we don't, just because we have something that the creator told us, doesn't mean that everything else is wrong. Right, so things like natural selection, 
and you know morphing of DNA over time. Those are things that we we don't say we don't believe in it because we didn't get the word from Allah, right? These are possibilities, and you know the, when you look at it, high possibilities, right? And these these are things that we can agree with, right? And even uh, for example, and this is the the point that Kobe was talking about. Science can tell us the how, but it can't tell us the who, right? So, for example, in, and and that's the thing with uh, theists, right? People who believe in a creator. Science doesn't tell you, for example, okay, the theory of the Big Bang, right? The theory is that the universe is ever expanding, and therefore it had to start from somewhere, and that you know where it started from was an explosion, and for that thing to explode, the the theory is that something came together, packed so tightly, and then exploded outwards, right? And that's the standing theory. So for Muslims, they're going to be like, you know, how dare you? Or even or theists, they say, you know, you can't say that and this and that, whatever. But there's an ayah in the Quran where Allah SWT says, Do the disbelievers not see that the skies and the earth used to be together and then we separated them? And then it goes on to say, and from there, or sorry, and we created or we made from every living thing water. That is literally telling you the beginning of everything, right? And scientists in the 20th century, in the 20th century, found out that 70% of a cell, of a common animal cell, is made up of water, right? So these are these are scientific facts that we learned, you know, recently, and that's the thing. Going back to what I was saying. Science can't be our only yardstick for truth. If science is our only yardstick for truth, then what's going to end up happening is, you know, what happened to Christianity, where the church tried to keep up with science. And then, you know, it led to a whole new you know, group of people who left Christianity for, you know, Scientology or atheism or what have you, right? Our yardstick for, as Muslims, our yardstick for truth is, you know, the religion. If science can back that claim up, the, all the better, right? If not, science is forever changing. Yeah, that's, that's very true. But uh, this is a good episode. Um, Devo or Asomali is very passionate about it. And um, just to answer uh, the, the curious cat question that we got, one part of the question was, uh, where do we record? And uh, G6 would like to answer it. Go we, ahead. We recorded in the hood. Uh, in the hood. We recorded uh, somewhere in the community, undisclosed location, because all these crazy fans are going <laughs> to. <laughs> or more like it's going to, because it's a new place every week. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget if you guys have any questions. Um, feel free to email us at rexreads1 at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at rexreads1 and uh, do the curious cat. So uh, take care. Bye. Dunno, dunno. Bye. <laughs>